It's when God's words are in your mouth and you add your faith and your expectation to it. That's when we begin to see results. And the other thing that we have been guilty of and we've got to watch out for is not just automatically expecting everything to take a really long time. Now, as people of faith, we got to be willing to stand and stand until the end. Stand until we see it. Stand until our faith becomes sight. And that doesn't matter if it's a week, a month, a year, 10 years, we stand and we believe God and we don't quit believing God. But I think sometimes we've convinced ourselves that this whole faith thing just takes a really long time. And we begin to expect it to take months and years to the point where we're not even really persuaded or convinced that we're really going to see change at all. That's not a good place to be in. What the Lord is telling us right now is, forgive me here, but I'm going to say it like this, jack up your expectation. You ever heard somebody say, well, don't get your hopes too high. You will never hear me say that. When you come into this place, I hope you leave with your hopes so sky high. Why does somebody say, don't get your hopes up? Well, they're trying to avoid disappointment. But they're not talking about Bible hope. Bible hope isn't about you wishing. It's not even about you wanting something really badly. The word hope in the scripture literally means expectation. Faith is the substance of the things we hope for. That's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. I'll say it to you like this. Faith is the foundation. Hope is the expectation. Your expectation has to have a foundation. And once it's, once it's got that foundation, then jack it up, man. Get those hopes up high. Begin to expect something good and expect it every single day. That's why we talked about it uh, last week. Today is a good day for a miracle. Waking up every day, not expecting it on down in the future. Maybe someday, sure hope so. No, today. What did Jesus say? Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What have we been singing about all morning? Today is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice in it and I will be glad when? Tomorrow? Someday? Today. Now, if you watch most people live life, they, you, you would think they think that scripture says, tomorrow is the day the Lord's made and I might rejoice then. No, when is it? Today. Today, right now. Today, this scripture is fulfilled. And Brother Jerry said that we need to be expecting more of these suddenlies when the Lord does things suddenly for us. And that's why we spent a lot of time last week looking at scripture after scripture after scripture when the Lord did something immediately, when he did something suddenly, and suddenly their eyes were opened and they could see, and suddenly, immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and, it, and suddenly the earth began to shake, and immediately the prison doors were opened wide. Suddenly, immediately. Can you tell we haven't been expecting suddenly? We haven't been expecting immediately. Well, I'm leaving this place today with my hope jacked up so high. I'm expecting it more and more and more in my life, in my family, in this church, in our ministry. Suddenly, 
suddenly. Watch out. Why? Because suddenly, immediately, praise the Lord, supernatural acceleration. We've been looking at this verse from the book of Amos chapter 9. Turn there with me or we'll put it on the screen for you. Amos chapter 9, verse 13 says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes him who sows seed. The mountains will drip with sweet wine and the hills shall flow with it. We've been getting a kick out of it from the Message Bible. It says, yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once. And everywhere you look, what do you see? Come on, what do you see where you, everywhere you look? What about when you look to the left, what do you see? What about when you're looking to the right, what do you see? How about in front of you? Behind you? North? South? East? West? Come on, what are you seeing? Blessings, blessings, blessings everywhere you look. And he said everything happening all at once. This is because of this acceleration of time. This is the word of the Lord. It was the word of the Lord then. It is the word of the Lord to us in this church right now, in this house, in your house, that God is speeding things up for us, condensing time for us. And you notice the, the picture that he used to illustrate that were those who were sowing and those who were reaping. Look at it one more time. Notice what he said. Put that back up there for us. Amos chapter 9, verse 13. Look at it first of all in the New King James. He said, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall do what? Overtake, Overtake the reaper. Now, to illustrate this whole time speeding up thing, this whole thing where it's taken one year what used to take 10, what's taken two years what used to take 20, the picture is sowing and reaping, the plowman and the reaper. Now, those are two very distinct jobs, you could say. They're two very distinct parts of the harvesting process, or you could call it the, the increasing process, there's no harvest without a seed. And that's why the word says, as long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest will remain. But it's that time portion that God's messing with. Because in, in a natural atmosphere and under natural law, you sow seed... And then you got to give it time. And depending on the kind of seed and the kind of soil, you might have to give it a long time. That's why you don't see a farmer sow a seed on a Monday. And you don't see him out there in the field on Tuesday going, where it's at? Where it's at? Come on. It's got to be here somewhere. Why? Needs more time. But the picture he uses here in the Word is a picture of somebody sowing and coming right behind him is somebody reaping. To the point where the one reaping, what did he say? Put it back up for us. Because it's not in my notes. Will overtake the, re the, the sower, the reaper. What, what he's saying here is these two things begin to overlap. They're happening so fast. He goes on. What does he say next? The treader of grapes, 
him who sows seed. So again, two distinct parts of the process, but this time thing's being so condensed that they begin to overtake one another. Now that's when supernatural law is beginning to supersede natural law. Because natural law says, sow a seed, and it's going to take a while before that thing starts to produce. Supernatural law says, sow it and watch what I can do. And we're seeing this. A few weeks ago when we had our back to school Sunday, and we all got to hang out there in the parking lot together for a while, it was so wonderful. Just got to fellowship with people. And I met a family, and I don't see them here today, but um, I think they, they watch online. They came and introduced themselves to us. He said, I got to tell you this testimony. He said, we had a pretty big need in our family. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it had to do with um, some school needs. Anyway, he came and said, um, we were watching online and we had about $10 left. And the Lord moved on them, sow it. So they did. They sowed the last of what they had in that service watching online. That was your family, wasn't it? Am I telling the truth? Correct me if I get these details wrong, okay? But before the end of the service, is that right? Rodrigo, am I get that right? Before the end of the service, somebody called. And what'd they say? $1,000 came in. So what'd you sow in the beginning? 10. And before the end of the service, 1,000 came back. What is that? That's, that's not sowing tick-tock, tick-tock, days, weeks, months, reaping. That's sowing reaping. <laughs> that's, that's almost not sowing reaping. It's like so reaping, where it all becomes one word. Thank you for sharing that with me. That, that has blessed me and stuck with me over the last several weeks. That's the kind of flow the Lord's talking to us about. Sowing, that time being condensed, and reaping. One more time, put that scripture back up there for us. Actually, I want to look at it from the Amplified Bible, not the classic, but the, the traditional Amplified. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman shall do what? Overtake. Overtake. I want you to pay attention to that word. Shall overtake the one who gathers, keep going, the harvest, and the one who treads the grapes shall overtake, overtake him who sows the seed. Overtake. Man, I had this great message I've been meditating on all week long, and I had this wonderful, which I thought was direction from the Lord for today, but late last night, I'm looking at my scriptures again, and that word overtake just starts popping off the page. I thought, okay, well, this other thing will be good for another time. Let's talk about overtake. Overtake. Overtake, we know what the word means. In other cultures, in, in other English-speaking cultures, you hear it more, uh, say, in Europe, England, and, and countries over there, where we might use the word pass, they would use the word overtake. For example, this happens every so often. We get out here in the mountains. Anybody like to drive up deeper into the mountains? Anybody like to head up towards um, Breckenridge or any of that area? You like to go skiing? You like to go snowboarding? Anybody hiking, camping up there? Well, from here, you may have noticed, we've got a lot of like little two-lane roads. 
And I have experienced this on more than one occasion where there's somebody in a camper, like 18 cars in front of me, and he's slowing the whole thing down. <laughs> You're looking at me like nobody else has ever experienced this. <laughs> and it's that, that line of cars, and it's all men trying to break records getting their family to their final destination in less time than ever before. But we're all stuck behind that one slow-moving guy, right? And it's just double lines for miles and miles and miles. But as soon as you get that dotted line, I need, to, I need some men to help me out in this church this morning. Come on, what do you do? You pass. You know what they call that in England? Overtake. Now, if you're going to overtake, what must you do? accelerate. You have to. And some of you are going, gladly. <laughs> you got to get out there and punch it. Accelerate. Put some power in it so that you can overtake. That's what this word is talking about. An acceleration. The word overtake literally means to come up behind or to come upon and overtake. Now, in that context, it's talking about passing by which is interesting because we've been talking about the example out of the book of John and in other places where Jesus went walking on the water to the disciples. And I think it's Mark's account that adds an interesting detail that you don't see in the others. It says Jesus came walking to them on the water, which is already completely annihilating natural law that says, you can't do that. And Jesus says, yes, I can. And he does. But one of the other gospels adds this detail, and he would have passed them by. In other words, I'm going to the other side. Y'all can mess around out here in the middle if you want to. You can struggle. You can row against the wind. You can struggle in all your might and your effort and your energy, or I can get in this boat with you. But I'm going. One way or the other, I'm going to the other. He would have completely overtook them. Which tells me Jesus wasn't just strolling. He's moving. He's moving. If he can get to the other side of the lake in a storm faster than 12 guys in a boat, come on, he's moving. And he would have passed them. But they very wisely said, Jesus, we willingly receive you into our boat. Amen overtake. Maybe you have been the guy in the camper. Maybe you've been the one at the front of the line. I hear my brother-in-law Jordan over here. He's well known among our family for taking his time. He doesn't know this, but sometimes he comes to our house for an early morning ride to the airport and I'm watching the clock. All right, we got to get there and we get in and Jordan's like five miles an hour under the speed limit. <laughs> And I'm thinking, brother, I want to overtake this right now. <laughs> but if you're moving slow and you're just enjoying yourself and taking your time and you look in that rearview mirror and about a quarter mile or more behind you comes this, I don't know, cherry red Ferrari or whatever. And he's gaining on you fast. He's coming up on you quick. What do you know is about to happen? You're about to get overtook. Overtook. Anybody ever been overtook? 
This is Tyler. A lot of you know Tyler. He serves on our staff. He's our resident car guy. And uh, he, he's got cars on his brain coming out his eyes and ears almost all the time. He knows a lot about cars. And uh, he, he and his wife, Audrey, are from Branson, Missouri. So we knew them all the way back then before they moved out here with us. And one day, Tyler was giving me a ride home from church there in Branson in his Corvette Z06. Does that mean anything to anybody in here? It means something to Tyler, I'll tell you that. And we're driving along. It's not a very long drive from the church to the house. And we're talking. Correction. I'm talking. I don't know what I was saying. I'm sure it was some very heavy, deep revelation. All of a sudden, Tyler punches it. No warning to me. No, hey, watch this. No, hold on. Nothing. Just punches that thing. In a nutshell, what's that thing got? I ask you like it's going to mean anything to me, but let's just pretend I'm going to understand what you're saying. What, what it have in it? 700 and something horsepower. Nothing like that had ever happened to me before, <laughs> nor has anything like that happened to me since. My back was in that chair. My heart was in my throat. I don't remember what I was saying. I stopped saying it. Never felt anything like that before. You know what that is? Power. Power. And it takes some power to overtake. When I started meditating the scripture yesterday, something else came to my mind and to my heart pretty quickly. And it's out of the book of Deuteronomy. Turn there with me. Deuteronomy chapter 28. Somebody say overtake. Somebody say power. Deuteronomy chapter 28. You're going to like this. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1, Now it shall come to pass. That's pretty definitive, right? If you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the earth, verse 2, and all these blessings. blessings. What, did, what did the Bible say in Amos? He said, everywhere you look, blessings. And again, the picture he used there were mountains. Ma uh, blessings flowing like wine down the mountains and the hills. And I don't know why it didn't occur to me until sometime yesterday of where I am positioned as those blessings flow down the mountain. I'm in that valley. I'm at the base of that mountain. And as I look up, I see blessings flowing down that mountain. Guess what's about to happen? I'm about to get overtook. You ever seen an avalanche? Hopefully never one too close, but maybe online or a video of something. Man, that thing comes rushing down that mountain. And whatever's at the base of that mountain is about to get overtaken, about to get overtook. And he said, that's what the blessing of the Lord is about to do. 
because of this time that's being condensed, it's not a trickle of blessings. It's an avalanche flowing down this mountain. He said in chapter 28, Deuteronomy, verse 2, all these blessings are going to do what? Come upon you. Come upon you like that Corvette Z06. And you look in the rear view mirror, what's happening? It's coming up on you. It's gaining on you. And not only is it going to come up on you, it's going to, it's going to do what? Overtake. It's about to overtake you. Blessings coming up on you and overtaking you. And the implication here is this is not going to be something that happens just a little bit at a time. This is something that happens suddenly. This is something that happens immediately. He said, all these blessings are about to come up on you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. I thought I might just read you some of these blessings that are getting ready to come up on you and overtake you. You ready for this, church? This is, a, this is what's coming your way. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Verse 5, blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Why? Because you're blessed. And these blessings are coming up on you and they are overtaking you. Verse 8, the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. That's your accounts, your bank accounts, your investments. And in all to which you set your hand and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you if you keep his commandments, keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord. They're going to be afraid of you. The Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless to bless all the work of your hand, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. That's you being debt free, Amen. being blessed. Thank you, Lord. The Lord, I love it, verse 13, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You will be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today and are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words that I command you this day to the right or to the left to go after other gods to serve them. Don't be going after other gods. Why? They can't bless you like this one can. Now, you know, there are people that hear us talk like this and say that people like you and I talk too much about blessing. This is one of the big arguments, one of the big criticisms against the things that, that, that you and I uh, ascribe to, the things that you and I teach and preach and believe, that we talk too much about blessing. 
But I just read a few verses, and how many times did he say? Not me say, he say. Blessed, 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 blessed. And this is just a few verses out of one chapter. I'm talking about this whole book. How many times did you hear God say to people, bless, I want to bless you. I want to increase you. I'm the God who blesses you. Come on, how many times did he say to Abraham, I will bless you and I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. I will bless you. The fruit of your body will be blessed. You'll be blessed in everything you set your hand to do. The blessing, it's literally called the blessing of Abraham. Don't be talking to me about talking too much about blessing. I'm not talking enough. You're not talking enough about it. We got a lot of catching up to do. If we're going to ever start talking about blessing as much as God is talking about blessing, and he's not just talking about a little blessing somewhere out there, maybe one day down the road. He's talking about blessing coming up on you and overtaking you. All right. It might get loud in here overtaking you, being overtaken by the blessing. You think we talk too much about blessing? Take it up with him. We're just reading his word. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.